Welcome to God at Work, Stories of Grace and Faith. I'm your host, Chuck Groover. And well, just like last time was a combo of It Is Well With My Soul and Horatio Spafford, uh, today will be another combo episode with, I'm probably going to butcher the last name, but Carl Bobberg and... O store good, which translates, O great God. But it's a hymn that we better know as How Great Thou Art. Uh, Karl Boberg was born August 16th, 1859, in Monstrous, Kalmar County which is in the southern portion of Sweden. And he was a carpenter's son and actually worked briefly as a sailor and served as a lay minister in the Mission Covenant Church of Sweden. Uh, from 1890 to 1916, he served as the editor of... I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name in the original language, but basically translated to Witness of the Truth, which was a weekly Christian newspaper there in Sweden. And he also served in the Swedish legis legislature for 20 years, basically from 1912 to 1931. Uh, Boberg also published... Uh, more than 60 poems, hymns, and other gospel songs uh, besides uh, Oh Great God or How Great Thou Art, uh, whichever title you'd prefer to use. It's actually been known by both, published in English hymnals under both titles, which we'll see as we get into the story behind the hymn. The hymn started out as a poem in which, basically, the, the translated title is O Great God, which Boberg wrote in 1885. It was first translated into German and then into Russian before getting translated into English by missionary Stuart K. Hine who added some additional ver who added two additional verses to the poem. Uh, the hymn was made po uh, popular during the Billy Graham Crusades by George Beverly Shea and Cliff Burrows and ranked second on a list of favorite hymns of all time at one point done by Christianity Today where Amazing Grace was the hymn that came in first. The original poem contained nine verses, and it came about when Boberg was walking home from church and listening to the church bells. A sudden storm came up over Monstrous Bay, which caught Boberg's attention, and basically just as suddenly as the storm came up, it became peaceful and calm again. Uh, Boberg's great-nephew stated that the poem 
was also part of a paraphrase of Psalm 8 and was actually used in the underground church in Sweden in the late 1800s when the Baptists and the mission friends were, were persecuted. Uh, there is an account by Karl Boberg regarding uh, the poem in which he stated, It was that time of year when everything seemed to be in its richest coloring. The birds were singing in trees and everywhere. It was very warm. A, th a thunderstorm appeared on the horizon, and soon there was sun thunder and lightning. We had to hurry to shelter, but the storm was soon over, and the clear sky appeared. When I came home, I opened my window toward the sea. There evidently had been a funeral, and the bells were playing the tune of when eternity's clock calls my saved soul to its Sabbath rest. That evening, I wrote the song, O Storgud. The poem was first published in the Monstrous News on, 13, on March 13, 1886, and eventually was matched up to an old Swedish folk tune and first sung in public in 1888. The song was first translated from Swedish to German around 1907 by Manfred von Glein, who heard the hymn in Estonia, where there was a Swedish-speaking minority located, and eventually the German version reached Russia around 1912, where it was translated into Russian by Ivan Prokhanov, who was considered to pretty much be the Martin Luther of Russia, as well as the most prolific Protestant hymn writer and translator in all of Russia at that time. In 1925, we see the first literal translation of the poem into English by E. Gustav Johnson, which comprised of verses 1, 2, and then 7 through 9, and was actually published in the Covenant Hymnal as O Mighty God. The first three editions of the Covenant Hymnals actually included this translation, with the 1973 edition including all nine verses. There was also around this time a desire to replace Johnson's version with the more popular translation by Stuart K. Hine, but the Covenant, while owning the pretty much the copyrights or the rights to the original English translation from Johnson, they didn't have the rights to the Hine version and couldn't afford the price that was being requested by the publishing house that actually owned the copyright on the Hine version. Uh, but eventually in 1996, due to it said due to the more archaic language uh, of the Johnson version, it was eventually replaced in the Covenant Hymnal, a worship book, with uh, the Hine version, which is known as How Great Thou Art.
which is the version most of us are familiar with. It was translated again by Stuart K. Hine. Hine was a British Methodist missionary and was dedicated to Christ and the Salvation Army by his parents. He came to faith on February 22, 1914, and was baptized shortly after, and was actually inspired by the teachings of Spurgeon. Uh, he heard the Russian translation of the German translation while on, e while on an evangelistic mission to the Carpathian Mountains in Ukraine in 1931. On hearing the hymn, he was inspired to create his English paraphrase, which again we know as How Great Thou Art. According to Michael Ireland, uh, Hein and his wife Mercy learned the Russian translation in order to use it in evangelistic services, as well as to rewrite re uh, some of the verses, or just to write and add new verses as well, all in Russian, as, the, as events throughout their lives inspired them. In 1948, Hein finished composing the final verse and finalized the English translation in 1949 and actually published the final four-verse version in his own Russian gospel magazine. As this magazine basically spread throughout the world, uh, Hein's version of How Great, Great Thou Art became popular everywhere it reached. Uh, the rights to the Hein version were eventually purchased by Mana Music after Hal and Loretta Spencer, basically the son and daughter of uh, Mana Music's founder, had heard pretty much that version, which a Dr. J. Ed Edwin Orr presented at a conference that they were attending. And it was this version with a few modifications that was actually used by the Billy Graham Evangelistic Crusades. Uh, for the most part, that pretty much is the story of how great thou art. There, there are other translations and stories about those translations and more information to go deeper on the translations than what I mentioned, uh, especially considering the evolution of uh, Heinz version, which is the version we're all most people are familiar with in the English language. Uh, but let me leave you with basically what Billy Graham said about this popular hymn and his use of it in throughout his crusades. The reason I like How Great Thou Art is because it glorifies God. It turns Christians' eyes towards God rather than upon themselves. I use it as often as possible because it is such a God-honoring song. So again, this is Chuck Groover on the hymn, How Great Thou Art, and that's God at Work.
God at Work, Stories of Grace and Faith is brought to you by Becoming God's Man Ministries and is written and produced by Charles Groover. If you have any questions, comments, or stories of how God has worked in your life that you would like to share, you can contact us at stories at godatworkpodcast.com or by leaving a voicemail or texting 727-315-0830. If you would like to support God at Work or Becoming God's Man Ministries, you can find out how by going to either godatworkpodcast.com or becominggodsman.com. Opening theme is Fine Line and closing theme is Airline, both by Geographer and obtained from the YouTube audio library. And as always, thank you for listening.